Good morning, and welcome to a, what I think must be about the millionth Sunday after the start of the pandemic. We are all tired, or at least feeling a little less than optimal these days. If you happen to find this past week particularly difficult, especially in the news, uh, you're not alone. From the violence in Afghanistan to severe weather and even more havoc caused by COVID-19, the bad news has been unrelenting. I am so thankful that we can gather in church and connect online because we need time together to reflect on it all, to take a deep breath, and to be renewed. As if on cue, knowing exactly what we need, our lectionary just tossed us one of the loveliest passages in Scripture from the Song of Solomon. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The promise of brighter days ahead, full of love and joy? Let's start there. Now, as words between two young people falling in love, this passage is recommended for weddings, for obvious reasons. I used it at my own, although I will say it did not go as planned. The backstory is that Jason and I were getting ready for the wedding, and we worried about everything that could go wrong based on people's horror stories. People tell them as a way to help prepare you, I think. There were stories about disorderly, intoxicated attendants, for example, or the bride or groom passing out, or crying, or both. Or the fist fight that broke out among the uncles. Now, we had contingency plans for all of these, including the uncles. What we did not worry about was the ceremony itself. We were in seminary at the time, and some of our professors would be there, so we made sure to follow the prayer book to the letter. Our orders of service, full text, were perfection. What I did not anticipate was a rogue lector. We asked one of the attendants, who's an ordained pastor and reads all the time in church, to do the first reading. She began, Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Things were going well, according to plan, until she skipped a line. The wedding lectionary includes an additional verse. It reads like this. Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, passion fierce as the grave. I guess she thought that was too grim for a wedding. <laughs> All I could think about was the seminary faculty noticing the omission. I realize now that seminarians and maybe clergy in general worry too much about such things. But over the years, I have come to see that omission as theologically significant. At first, it seems strange that there is language about death in the wedding ceremony, and not just from one of the lessons. The service starts pleasantly enough, teaching the dearly beloved that Christ blessed married life by his first miracle at the wedding in Cana, and that our human bonds signify the union between Christ 
and the church. In other words, our small love stories reflect a cosmic one. But toward the end of the ceremony, the priest pronounces God's blessing, including blessing the couple in their life and in their death. Sounds grim for a wedding, and it leaves us wondering why the church feels the need to mention mortality on happy occasions. Kind of like when us preachers bring the room down talking about sin on an otherwise sunny day. But as odd as it may sound, the fundamental message is not a depressing one, but a hopeful one, rooted in a much larger story. Our lives, from their beginning to their end, are part of a cosmic love story. The story that contains our lives is this, that God so loved the world that Christ came among us, stretched out his arms upon the cross, and drew us all to him in love and reconciliation. That's the gospel. That's the fundamental truth that shapes and gives meaning to our days, all of them. It's especially helpful to remember that big picture when we find ourselves bogged down in difficult days. We are also reminded that being part of this bigger love story is like any other long-term relationship. There are things we need to work on along the way. Now that's where Jesus' teaching from today's gospel comes in. At first glance, the scene looks like a spat between Jesus and the Pharisees about proper hand-washing. Not unlike the mask and vaccine spats we are all in today. The argument, though, is about much more than hygiene and safety. It's about belonging, who's in and who's out. The ritual practices in question were central to Israel's identity, taken from ancient holiness codes in the Torah that went back centuries. But when asked, Jesus was less concerned about those practices, about hand-washing and other rituals, and more concerned with what's in the human heart. Work on your hypocrisy, he says in response. We need to hear that, too. There's a prayer in the prayer book about this very thing, and it's powerful. We confess to you, Lord, all our past unfaithfulness, the pride, hypocrisy, and impatience of our lives. In these troubled times of ours, our faith requires us to look within, to take stock of the ways in which we contribute to the troubles and to amend our ways. That's important work in any relationship, whether it's with God or a spouse or friend or in our church community. Now, this kind of personal work and growth, they're essential to the life of faith, At the same time, though, we should not reduce Christianity to a self-improvement project. It's a love story. The priest and scholar Robert Capon wrote that banquets and weddings happen throughout the Bible for a reason. The whole biblical story, from Genesis to Revelation, is one long development of the theme of boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl. 
with apologies for the heteronormative language, but you get the idea. <laughs> we are God's beloved. Occasionally, we opt to skip a line in the story like a rogue lector. We get tired, we grieve, we slip into impatience and even hypocrisy in our daily lives. We occasionally lose faith, and sometimes we lose heart. But nothing that we do or don't do will change the course of the larger story, which is one of grace. Already, God has set as a seal, God has been set as a seal upon our hearts. For God's love is strong as death, with passion fierce as the grave. One day, at the conclusion of this grand love story, we too will hear the words that we long to hear. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. For now the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. Amen. <laughs>